0: Welcome to another episode of The Get Back Coach, presented by Apollo Media. And it feels like 07. Chaos and more chaos in the college football land. And if you are familiar with college football, 2007 rings a bell. That year was the year of absolute chaos. Kansas was running rampant on top of college football leaderboards west virginia was on the top until a little bit of trouble towards the end against pitt but this year just feels like oh seven and the first thing that we're going to be talking about on the pod is probably the more surprising probably the more surprising thing to happen this weekend uh not anything that had to do on the field, but a recent firing. Paul Chris is out at Wisconsin. Jay, what are your initial thoughts?
1: Uh, so I think we both agreed with this uh, thought whenever I had it, or whenever you had it. Uh, but your, I think your first text to me was overreaction. Yeah. Uh, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think Wisconsin did this way too soon. Uh, Unless there's something where they just think they have to make a complete offensive change, I just I don't understand why they decided to make the move when they did. Uh, This is a guy who's been largely successful at Wisconsin. You know, obviously the 2017 year when they win the Orange Bowl uh, is the highlight, and and perhaps things are trending down a little bit, but they they were still a 9-1 team last year. Exactly. that that wasn't a bad year it wasn't a great start but things got better as the year went on mm-hmm. obviously this year you know not a great start and losing as they did to Illinois mm-hmm. is concerning uh but I just I still feel like this is too soon
0: it it uh, listen it, and I know Paul Christ he he has a game that he always loses but here's, like, that he's supposed to win. But if you look across the land of college football, almost every team loses a game they're not supposed to every year. Um, and, and I think the sooner people realize that, the happier that they'll be like, hey, listen, you, you're, you're going to get got one of these games. But looking at Paul Chriss' record, 67-26, and 26, okay, he's won – the the west three times out of the last seven years um the last couple last year he went nine and four won the las vegas bowl i forget who they beat um but they went nine and four then the COVID year they went four and three but that was screwy the way it was and then in 2019 they were in the rose bowl granted they lost but like they were in the rose bowl They're in the New Year's Six Bowl. They played Ohio State pretty tough, if you remember, in that Big Ten championship game. I don't know. I I just – I think I know the thought process behind this also. And, and Jay, I don't know if you've heard this, but I think there was some speculation that um, Leonard would leave. And I know – there a lot of people in Badgerland were kind of looking at him to be a successor of Paul Christ. And I just think they were like, hmm, nothing, you know, Paul Chris is kind uh, kind of on a little bit of a hot seat the way it is. They have a bad start. Leonard might leave if he leaves. Now we're screwed. Yeah. So, let's just push him to the top. let's part ways with Paul Christ, and then we can have a smooth transition so we don't lose Leonard. but here's here's the thing. If Leonard still leaves, who are you going after?
1: Yeah. And it's gonna be competitive uh, competitive job market. Uh, mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot of teams looking for coaches. That's kind of worrisome. Uh, this feels a lot like the firing of Bo Pelini by Nebraska, if I'm being honest.
0: It does. It does. I mean, remember, like, and, oh, Nebraska fans were having a lot of fun with this on Twitter. They were having a lot of fun with this because, you know, they have seen what happens. Now, here's the difference, though, with the Bo Polini thing. Bo Pelini, behind the scenes, wasn't that well liked. He was really abrasive. He was real rough around the edges. Paul Chris is universally loved at Wisconsin.
1: And he's born in Madison. I mean. Yeah. Like, he is a Wisconsin guy, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. He is. I mean, as much of a Wisconsin guy as you can be, played football there, born in Madison. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't know.
0: So, uh, so, uh. I reached out to um, Super K, um, who if you guys uh, follow Big Ten football, make sure you give Super K a follow. He's a great reference um, for Wisconsin football. And I reached out to him. I asked him. I said, you know, if you don't get J- James Leonard, who are you going? Who do you want? Um, and, of course, Leipold immediately pops up. Who? Who? I don't know if anyone realizes, and I I think we've talked about this before, but you know, had a dynasty at Wisconsin whitewater in division three. And I know you people can scoff at that all you want, but the division division three football at that level is highly competitive. I mean, they're better than most division two teams, um, you know, between mountain union, Mary heart and Baylor, uh, Wisconsin whitewater. Those are like your big three of division three football. And he's one of the reasons for that. Um, You know, Dave Aranda, I don't see Dave Aranda leaving Baylor um, to go to Wisconsin. I feel like that's a pretty lateral move. Um, And then Sean Lewis at Kent State is like a possible dark horse. Uh, Former Badger would probably take the job, but I don't know who else there is. Yeah.
1: The the one thing I'd say about uh, that last option is – you know, if they're looking at the state of college football landscape and thinking they just need to get more uh, electric on the offensive side of the ball, I could see why they would go that direction, mm-hmm. and and maybe why they were kind of quick to pull the trigger. But I mean, that, again, this is just tough to justify.
0: Yeah, it it really is. I mean, listen, I they have you have to get James Lunt has to be your next head coach. He has to be. If because if you just fired Paul Christ because he wasn't performing on the field and you thought a two and three start was enough to fire him, and you're not gonna hire James, you know, and, and you're not gonna hire, you know, uh, James Leonard, I think that's a grave mistake. I think that's a mistake that is going to cost Wisconsin in the end. But the thing is, if you do get James Leonard as your next head coach, I do think, I do think the program will be in decent shape. Yeah, I think James. There's, Leonard, there's
1: enough continuity there that it's it's not going to be a,
0: a huge issue. No, and I think you're going to keep um, everything intact. Um, I, I do. I did hear a, one of the problems from Paul Chris was recruiting. They were not recruiting at a at a very high level.
1: I, I think they're 12th in the Big Ten right now
0: yeah not great and a, they uh,
1: they finished 11th last year, so
0: and I think that also looking at that and then saying, hmm, two and three, they don't have a lot of guys coming in. you know uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I think Graham Mertz I, I hate putting kids on the spot, but Graham Mertz not fulfilling his destiny almost <laughs> I think really I think really hurt this football team. yeah. And I think, again, Paul, Paul, Chris, but who knows, you know, we might find out later that Paul Christ and the athletic director kind of just parted ways and said, Hey, I think it might be best for me to be out. Um, you know, I was hoping that could happen at like the end of the year. There'll be like a transfer of like a passing of the torch to James Leonard, but I guess hmm. we're not going to really get that. Um, and but,
1: people, people don't really like, this is the first time Wisconsin has fired a coach in a long time.
0: Yeah cuz they didn't fire Barry
1: and then uh Bielma left and then I think it was was it Anderson after Bielema, which that was a yeah, a, I think a weird deal. Bad. Yeah. Well let Gary, Anderson, <laughs> Gary Anderson Gary Anderson had a few problems.
0: Yeah. Um yeah it's hang on let me go back let me just double check that. I believe it was Gary Anderson and then uh Christ. hang on here but I, I don't know. I just – it was funny because <laughs> – how ironic is it? I mean, I don't know if it's ironic, irony, or coincidence. Um, I feel like Alanis Moore said I don't know the difference between the two, I guess. But, yeah. um, you know, Brett Bielema leaves for Arkansas and has a disastrous hire there. And then comes back his first, you know, second year in the Big Ten and – is kind of responsible for getting Paul Chris fired. Here, a list of coaches. Here, let's see who. We so get. it um, was
1: Gary Anderson. Uh, he, he Gary Anderson was there from 2013 to 2014, and then left for Oregon State. Went two and ten, four and eight, and one and five before being fired. That was a plus after going team, guys after going nine and four and ten and three in uh, in Wisconsin. His that was a plus. yeah.
0: I mean. Look at Brett Belam. Brett Elam also 68, 68 and twenty four. Again, thought that Arkansas would be a little bit better. Um, you know, he thought that he might have a little bit more deeper pockets in uh, Pigland. Land. Um, couldn't match it. Goes back to the Big Ten, and now Illinois is uh, starting to be a uh, starting to turn a little bit of heads. But anyway, Paul Christ, if they don't get Leonard, this is not good. I, I'm telling you, it has Bo Pelini vibes. Um,
1: I do think they get Leonard uh, just because he's also a Wisconsin guy, played defensive back there, mm-hmm. uh, and and lives and breathes this program. But, yeah, if if, if he, they did decide uh, that he was going to be their guy and then all of a sudden that didn't come off, that would be really bad for this program.
0: You, do you know what I thought of? I, I, I mean, I knew Leonard was going to be the interim head coach, but – I did, uh, shame on me for thinking it, but as soon as Wisconsin has to have an interim head coach, my first thought was, all right, is Uncle Barry Alvarez coming back? (laughs) Because, and you know what, here's the thing, as a kid, I used to think, oh, look at how cool that is, the old coach is coming back to coach the Rose Bowl. Now, like, looking back at it, I'm thinking, how much does that have to suck for the actual interim guy?" Like the guy who it was supposed to go to, where Barry Alvarez is coming back, throwing his weight around, like here, let me, you know, like kind of staying in the spotlight for you know a little bit. It,
1: it reminds me of when uh, freaking I I can't even remember his name now. Uh, Bill Snyder left yeah. Kansas State for a little bit, and it was just like Kansas nah, State was struggling, back. and it was like, yeah, no, no, this Look, ain't working. I'm coming back.
0: Yeah, but like at least he was like there for like seasons where like yeah. Barry Alvarez is like, yeah, I'm coming for the bowl game. And like, I guess the players like loved it or whatever. I don't know. I just, and if I have Wisconsin fans listening, Super K, if you're listening, I'm really sorry, but I don't, I, I don't really like Barry Alvarez. I think he's, <laughs> I really don't. I think he's, I think he's one of those guys who thinks his, uh, he looks in the he looks he's one of those guys that looks in the mirror and loves what he sees. I think he's one of those guys. But I don't know. Who I mean, Wisconsin people love him and you know, they, they have every right to, but I don't know. Paul Chris firing, I'm not loving it. I did hear like Matt. I didn't realize listening. he did it twice. Yeah, he did it twice. He did it, he,
1: did it, he did it for the Rose Bowl in 2012 and the the Outback Bowl in 2014.
0: He won one of them and lost one of them. I think right. he lost the Rose and won. Did he win the Rose? No, lost one? the Rose. Won the Outback. Won won the Outback. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a this is shaky for the. They got to get Leonard. You have to. I did hear Matt Roll maybe being in there because he's probably going to get fired from Carolina. Eh. I think that's a bit of a stretch, Leipold. I think you got to go Leipold or Leonard, and who knows? Yeah. Maybe this is just you know the sophomore luck year for Leipold in Kansas. You know, things yeah. falling into place. But I don't know. But, I just don't...
1: hey, I mean, we we talked about this, right, Paul Chris? Uh, like I just how how do you? I don't know, man. I'm just like, I don't get that you two and three. I I understand you get beat at home by an Illinois team, but this just still feels like such an overreaction. I'm not over it yet. Uh, But one that wasn't an overreaction uh, (laughs) is the other firing, uh, which I think we all just knew was happening eventually. I was kind of surprised that he was still there. Uh, I had to remind myself, oh, yeah, they didn't fire him after they got boat raced by Air Force. I guess you're plane-raced if it's Air Force.
0: Yeah, plane-raced, plane-raced. <laughs> um, dude, uh, yeah, Colorado. Here's the thing, man. Colorado was, what was it, like four years ago, five years ago, where Colorado was, like, making a resurgence, and, hey, the buffs are back and everything. And then Tuck was there, and they were like, eh. And then Carl Durrell takes over, and they went 4-2 and two in the COVID year and then they went 4 and 8 and now this year they look bad. This is a bad football team and i guess so bad that they're like yeah, we're going to pull the plug on this. This is not looking good.
1: Yeah, i mean it's literally like probably the worst team in power 5 football. Uh and it was so the last time they really had anything going up there and and in, in Boulder was i guess uh 2016, they were the Pac-12 mm-hmm. South champions, uh but that's a year that they still they got blown out in the championship game, the Pac-12 championship by Washington,
0: was and then they got blown
1: ago. out in the Alamo Bowl by Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm.
0: That was six so years like, ago. Damn.
1: But that's that's their zenith in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. right? Like they were kind of decent in the COVID
0: year, but the COVID year was COVID was COVID year.
1: Yeah. So it's really tough to Here's, here's, here's the other out. thing,
0: Jay. They're they're not zero and five and have lost a couple close games. They have been manhandled in every game like the TCU game. I believe they had like a 13 to seven lead and TCU just blew the doors off. Now we know TCU is pretty good, but yeah. still like this is a bad football team. I I'll tell you what. I don't. they they're they're not. I don't think they're going to win a game.
1: Uh, I don't see a win on the schedule. Uh, they really might.
0: Don't. They might pull off a. We just fired our coach, and we might beat Cal. But Cal's defense is like that's the thing. Cal does something well. Cal has a good defense.
1: And and you, know? you still have the effect of altitude at, at Folsom Field, which which can be an impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that that's that's about the only thing they have going for them it's right now.
0: Not good, man. Oregon State can run is good. That's the thing. All these teams do something well. Even Arizona State is like not like yeah, Herm's gone, but like it, it's not awful. Like I, I don't know. I just this was the one. This one and Jeff Collins, I think, was pretty um, inevitable. I still yeah. think they fired Jeff Collins too too soon. I think Darrell did. He did deserve. Hey, you can have this year to, you know, Darrell deserved to at least showcase something this year, um, but it's it's bad. This is the bad. Pa- this 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 is the worst Power Five school probably by a long shot. And I'll tell you what, I don't. They don't win four games in the Mountain West.
1: No, I think uh, one of the only teams they might beat is Colorado State, who's also not good. Who's also not good.
0: Yeah, what a year not to have the Rocky Mountain Showdown. Oh, my (laughs) Lord.
1: That would be Colorado's one win.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's – I don't know. That's rough. Um, But, yeah, so we have two firings. Uh, The one expected. The other one uh, a a surprise. But if Wisconsin does the right things after this – then it, it can kind of make sense. And I would love to hear Paul Chris if he has anything to say about it. Um, but I'm sure he's a very classy guy. I mean, I love Paul Chris. I'll I tell you what. I know he may retire. I would love to see where Paul Chris goes now next. Um, <clears throat> it'll be
1: interesting for sure. I just
0: thought of something, Jay. Right before we move on, how about Clay Helton to Wisconsin?
1: Uh I mean that's something.
0: I don't think that's out how's he
1: doing at Georgia Southern this year? I don't Oak think he's A. doing I mean he beat How beat about all Chris to Nebraska? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> that would be funny. He won't he won't do that. Nice I don't Bo Polini Pele- do that he's, he's nice
0: he's nice Bo Pollini. Yeah. Georgia Southern, but I Let's bet see. I bet
1: Nebraska would be glad to get back to Bo days right now. Yeah, Georgia yeah, Southern's yeah. done pretty well this year. They're yeah, two losses are a, a, a good UAB team and a, a good Coastal team.
0: Yeah. Okay, not terrible, not terrible. Um, all right, moving on. Jay, how was Austin?
1: It was a great time, man. I love the city of Austin. It's a, it's a fun time. I got to see Nelly. Uh, Nelly was performing live at the tailgate, uh, which I'll get into whenever I publish the tailgate. He's doing, he's,
0: he's getting into more country. He's getting a little country now.
1: Yeah. Well, and also ACL is coming up. Austin's a big music town, so uh, it makes sense, but it it was nice to get a little free, free Nelly concert. I got to hear air force ones, country grammar. It was a fun, uh, fun deal. And then, you know, uh, obviously a big one for, for Texas. Uh, They looked pretty good against West Virginia. Uh, Yeah. So we'll we'll see if they're able to keep up that momentum. Obviously, a big game next week. Uh, The fun stat I think I saw was uh, the only game in the Big 12 next week that doesn't feature at least one ranked team is the Red River Shootout.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. Great. Love it. Um, Yeah, West Virginia didn't put up – uh, they looked that looked rough i was kind of going back and forth and i then i kind of gave up on that game but west virginia i think they're going to get some wins big Twelve's tough but you know west virginia right now just make a bowl and who knows one of these i hope it doesn't happen but one of these days i feel like we're going to be talk we're going to be leading off with paul brown or sorry neil brown out at a, out of west virginia soon yeah, I you have to think it's that. coming eventually, but, I mean,
1: two and three start the year. Uh, the next game they have is at home against Baylor, so I'll be in attendance for that one as well. Uh, nice. Hopefully I'm not the uh, bad luck charm. Uh, we'll see, though.
0: Hopefully, or not hopefully, but I wish wish I was still in Morgantown to yeah. welcome you in. Um, I was in Happy Valley, uh, miserable. Uh, it was bad. We got the remnants of Hurricane Ian and the tailgate was beautiful in fall, and then when 1 o'clock hit, it rained. And it rained, and it rained, and it kept raining. And it was cold, and it was absolutely miserable. And I'm going to say this. I don't know if anyone else agrees with me, but 50 degrees and rainy is worse than 15 degrees cold, just cold.
1: So I have played in... 25 degrees, just cold, and I've played in Death Valley when it was 48 and raining, mm. and I will give me 25 degrees, just cold, yep. over rainy, miserable, yep. cold, but not like super cold weather.
0: Yeah, it was bad. It was um, it was not fun. It was, uh, I took my buddy to the game, was his first ever Penn State game, and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, but this is terrible. I mean... I know uh, the ESPN and Penn State will tell you there was 105,000 people there, which is – that was the tickets that were sold. There were a lot of people that just said, yeah, you know what? I think I'm just going to stay in the parking lot for this
1: one. Understandable. Understandable.
0: Um, so and just by looking at it, I would say there's probably about 85 in there. I would say 80 to 85, uh, I think a bunch of people were like, yeah, I see we're, we're we're sitting this one out. Um but let's get to some games here. Let's get to some games. Um let's go start on Friday here. Tulane beats Houston with a third string quarterback, Kai Horton. Um listen, Willie Fritz outcoached Dana Holgerson. One hundred percent. And I don't use that a lot. I don't use the term this guy outcoached someone. I think it's a term that's used way too loosely in college football, especially when you're dealing with uh, college kids. But this was more of a defensive matchup. Houston is supposed to be the top dog in the group of five. They're picked to be one of the top dogs in group of five. And other team has Tulane has a back, backup quarterback and then a third-string quarterback. And Willie Fitz, Fritz, every time he had an opportunity, he took advantage of it. Willie Fritz out-coached Dana Holgerson. Houston is way more talented than Tulane. And Dana Holgerson... Let another winnable game slip through his fingers down in Houston.
1: Yep, I mean, Houston has a chance to be, you know, a one-loss team this season. I think Kansas is the the one game that I don't think they were going to win, regardless. But you know, they the games they did win too were were pretty narrow as well. I mean, you beat UTSA in overtime, barely, and you beat Rice. Uh, struggled with Rice as well. My Rice Owls, who by the way. Uh, just got another big win. They beat UAB. They uh, did. But, uh, uh, you know, Tulane, hats off to Willie Fritz. Uh, he's obviously done something good there because, you know, they have this one over Houston, and they also beat Kansas State earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think, honestly, I think Tulane should be ranked at this stage. But I'm not a voter. so No. Tulane, All I can say Tulane. is rank Tulane, you cowards.
0: Yes. Love <laughs> Tulane. It, my Tulane shirt is in the wash, or I'd be wearing it right now. Um also I'm not a I'm not a guy who loves who sits here and, and talks about uniforms a lot. God, I love those uniforms. Every week yeah. they put out some great ones. But Tulane emerging in the group of five there. Uh, we're gonna stay on Friday night here. UCLA controls Washington. I don't know if Washington has a little bit of a hangover, but UCLA looked really good. They remain on BNDTR. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, again, looks amazing. Um, Zach Charbonnet, great compliment on the running game or with the running game. Remember, guys, he's coming from Michigan. This is, I believe, his second year at Washington. Um, Or Sorry, second year at UCLA. He was at Michigan um, a couple years ago. But great run game with him. DTR also can do it with his legs, can do it in the air. Amazing. UCLA, this score is actually – the score makes it closer than what it actually was. UCLA controlled almost this entire football game. Washington scores kind of a late touchdown to make it look closer. But I was also – UCLA's defense I thought looked pretty good too, which is going to be key if they're going to make a run for the Pac-12. But Chip Kelly and the Bruins looking good.
1: Yeah, I mean, anytime you get a 5-0 and a start, uh, it's pretty, pretty good. And you beat Washington – who's a, a ranked opponent. Uh, like you said, they controlled most of the game. Hats off to Washington for fighting to get back in it. Uh, obviously, they never gave up, but I think the story was DTR. I mean, he kind of just uh, styled and profiled this game. He had the uh, the hurdle. You had the one where he juked two Washington defenders into mm-hmm. each other. My personal favorite play of the game was where the ball got tipped at the line. Uh, a defensive tackle was there with waiting mm-hmm. arms, and then DTR decided to go in. Full Leroy Jenkins mode just sent himself into the uh the defensive tackle and broke up the pass, yeah, <laughs> which was incredible. Uh, I loved seeing that, but uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a fantastic contest. Uh, like you said, UCLA controlled it, uh, and maybe there was a little bit of a hangover for Washington, but at the end of the day, it's a big win, and now they get another big test when Utah comes to town.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be that's a huge game for them. Um, now let, let's, before we talk about some of these other games on Saturday, I want to address a game, uh, an incident, you will, if you will, the whole Ohio state Rucker spat now I, I'm going to go on. I have gone on record to say, I hate the Buckeyes. I do. I hate them. And I'm not a huge fan of Ruckers either. So I am very, I'm going to be very uh, non-partial or is it part? No, non-partial. What's, would it be non-partial? Objective. Objective. There we go. Thank you, Jay. I'm going to be very objective here. The whole fake punt thing. It wasn't a called fake punt. A punter is taught if they lose contain, if they see that the block team loses contain, which what happened in Rutgers? They literally, the man on the end, who the block guy, went too far inside. The Ohio State guy just sealed him, washed him down, and the punter got the ball and said, huh, there's about 15 yards of open field. He tucked it around. Now, with the score the way it was, should he have just punted it off? Eh, of course. But he didn't. He went to take it, got the first down. So right there, Rutgers. I'm sorry, you're in the wrong. Okay, for calling it a fake punt, it was not a fake punt. It was just a punter doing what he was. He's really coached to do. Now, second part of this, Rutgers guy hits the punter out of bounds. Also, not good on Rutgers' part. Although, being a defensive player myself, I'm not saying I would have done it. That would be wrong, Jay. Okay. That would be wrong. But if I was playing in the back half, if I was playing like, say, or playing one of the up backs or safety or whatever, and I'm like, they're up by how much and they just ran a fake. If he was close to the sideline, I probably would have made sure I tattooed him too. I'm not saying it was right. It's definitely wrong. But I can also see what that player is coming from.
1: Here's the thing what happens in baseball when you're up by 11 runs in the eighth inning and you steal the base
0: well I'll usually a brawl usually takes well not a brawl but usually in that guy gets plunked yeah yeah
1: the guy got plunked there yeah that's all yeah. that was yeah so, it's
0: like hey, you're gonna do it all right fine
1: i'm not i'm not saying it's right like again yeah. this is you know it's a physical sport uh, you, you can't really do that, but you know, it's I, again, I agree with you that the fake punt was a read, but shit got kicked off because of that, and it's kind of to be expected at that stage. Yeah,
0: but you know what? It, here's the thing the punter might also be thinking, if I don't make the correct read, am I going to get chewed out in film in meetings? Which am is different from
1: which is different from the baseball scenario
0: where like everybody knows
1: you don't steal a base when you're up 11,
0: (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I I mean in the film room, are you going to say, well, the game was out of hand. I just punted it. You know, um, you know, some coaches will buy that. Some coaches will say, no, you do what you're taught to do. You don't make that call. We'll tell you that. Um, So I kind of feel bad for the punter a little bit. Um, It's a no win situation. It's a no win situation. There. and also, uh, Rutgers, maybe
1: you know, uh, play good sound defensive football,
0: yeah. Also, you're also down by that many. Uh, why, uh, why, why are you, why are you coming? Why are you going for the punt? Yeah, you know, um, again, if, if you're down by a lot and you blitz backers and I'm yeah, go punt safe, that's but a I, punt just, safe situation, yeah, exactly. But I'm saying, like, if you're Again, this is more like high school probably than college. But, like, if you're a defensive coordinator you're down by three touch, you know, four, four or five touchdowns and you are blitzing every play because you know the other team is going to be running the football, offensive coordinator might take offense to that and he might go deep. He was, oh, you're going to blitz backers? Okay, fine. Boop, here we go. We're going to throw one over the top now. Um, you know, again, they win. Shiano and Day get in each other's faces. Uh, I love that. Absolutely I absolutely mean, loved it.
1: That's just good wholesome family fun right there.
0: Oh, great. Absolutely great. Uh, again, Shiano should have should she Shiano should not have ran across the field. Okay, I understand, you know, a a, a, a little makeshift. I know he's angry at a quote-unquote fake punt cuz he can't see it. You know, probably the guys up in the booth are probably telling him it was a fake initially. Um and then Day's trying to protect his guys too. I can see Day why Day's angry. He's trying to protect his punter, protect his guys, but look like they made up after it. Shiano, the fiery stone heart of Shiano, looked like it was smothered uh, and smoldered for a little bit towards the end. But it looks like that's <laughs> water under the bridge with those two. But for now, let's stay in the Big Ten. Is, is Sparty dead?
1: Are they dead? You know, honestly, I don't know. I think Maryland's also a good team. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, they obviously they hung tough with Michigan, who who looks to be pretty good this year. Uh, Michigan State's in a rebuilding year at the very least, right? Uh, yeah. you don't want to call them dead because they did have a great season last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some issues there for sure. The offense looks lost. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if they progress as the season goes on. Uh, I'm reading more into this as Maryland's a good football team than I am. Michigan State is dead. I mean,
0: Maryland did hang with Michigan. Um, I do think Maryland has, I I believe their defense, I think their defense is going to struggle. I think defensively they're struggling, going to struggle on defense, but Here's the thing with Sparty, and I heard this take early in the year, and I forget who told me this, but it was that Kenneth Walker made up for a lot of the offensive lines struggles, and I didn't really believe it. I thought, eh, are we sure? Like, you know, Kenneth Walker is really good. They still have some backs there. You know, Jalen Berger still there. Um, Brassard, old guy from Colorado. They still got two really quality backs, and they just don't. They don't look great. You know, um, Naylor's gone. Was Naylor and Walker that big a part of that defense? I know Jalen – or is it Jaden? Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed returned. He looked solid, but that offense did look lost against Maryland, who does not have a good defense. That's not a good defense. Um, Maryland's offense – I could see Maryland's offense doing well against Michigan State because they got a bunch of receivers, and Michigan State's secondary is bad. But – I don't know. This this is I, – I think they'll beat Rutgers. They'll beat Indiana. I don't know who else they have. But, man, I, I'm going to lose a future here because I had Michigan State over seven and a half wins, and that looks – that looks like I just burned money, putting money on that. Thanks, Joe. I hope you're listening, Joe Pop. You talked me into <laughs> that future.
1: I well, hope you're listening, you listening, Joe. You can't listen to somebody who roots for the team. Come on now. You know better than
0: that. I know. I know. It sounded really good when he was saying it too. I can't believe I. Uh, damn it, Joe. All right. Um, another little bit of a surprise on the field. TCU throttles Oklahoma. Throttle them. Hacksaw Mac Duggan. Oh, is a dog tough guy that was uh hacksaw jim duggan if anyone doesn't know that jay you knew what i was talking about
1: so some of some of our uh, listeners may not be you know as uh versed in the sports entertainment arts as we are uh but i I, like- I, I certainly appreciated it i
0: feel like that's a good crossover i i, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like the venn diagram of us and professional wrestling fans are pretty close together
1: yeah not terrible but uh Yeah. I mean, massive. Here's the thing. I said going into this game that I didn't have a feel for either of these teams and I didn't want to bet it. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you had told me that TCU had beaten OU, I would have understood that. Mm -hmm. But for, for TCU to do what they did, that was a surprise. I oh, mean, yeah. they just went out there and, and blew the doors off of TCU. The funniest thing, I think, was who so at some point during the game, the TCU athletics account or TCU football account tweeted, who gets no to 62 idea. first, uh, TCU okay. or, or Aaron Judge? Aaron Judge yeah. uh, TCU didn't end up getting to 62, probably because they took their foot off the gas. Uh, but, I mean... What can you say? 668 yards of offense for the Horned Frogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's not a good stat if you're an OU fan.
0: I'll say this, and, you know, I think you and I, I don't, I think last year when Gary Patterson was let go, I think we both were kind of like, hmm, you know, how's this going to go? You know, it's like uh, really the changing of the guard, um, you know, uh, I think, Time kind of passed Gary by a little bit, but we were also we were also not like Paul Chris, but we were kind of saying, you know, you know what you're gonna get with Gary Patterson. Um, so how are things gonna be, how are how are things going to be with a new coach? And I think they got the coach they wanted in Sunny Dykes, but man, this offense looks good. Really good with Oklahoma's defense, woof, not great but sunny Dykes, man that is looking like a home run higher for TCU yeah i mean i think
1: uh so far so good right and they get a test next weekend against kansas by the way game day is going to be in lawrence uh, Love we'll it. get into we'll get into all that here in a sec but yeah. uh yeah i'm i'm just really impressed with TCU uh they were able to do whatever they wanted offensively and uh mm-hmm. I mean, it, I think it was pretty obvious that uh, TCU didn't just pull off an upset. They were the better team. They were clearly the better team by far. I mean, 55-24, uh, and that, that last touchdown comes in the fourth quarter after, like I said, TCU had kind of already tapped the brakes a little bit. Uh, it was it was dominance. Uh, I also think it was funny that, do you know who the, the offensive coordinator for TCU is?
0: Actually no I don't.
1: Lincoln Riley's brother. Oh my god. So you know OU fans that are just stewing Ugh. Stewing over this right now. Oh. Uh if you have if you know an OU fan, make sure to hug
0: him today. Oh man. That's oh poetry right there. Poetry. Poetry. Um it's just like digging the – it's just salt in the wound. It's digging the knife farther, Ugh. just farther into you. Um, the, the other thing is, did Lincoln leave because he knew this – you know, did he know, hey, this defense is bad. Like our offense is going to be good, not amazing. I better leave now while my stock is high. Do you think he – do you think he did it like that? He's Uh, not a dumb man. He's not dumb.
1: I don't don't think he did it like that. I think it was really just a a situation where he felt stagnant uh, where they were and thought that maybe at USC he had a chance to kind of cement his legacy long-term, but it's tough to say what's going through a coach's mind. Mm
0: -hmm. Isn't it crazy? I I know we talked about this before, but isn't it crazy? Dude, someone left Oklahoma. Like, think about that. Someone left. Oklahoma. I, I still can't believe it. Like like Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame, I can kinda understand. Because you have restrictions a little bit at Notre Dame. But like Oklahoma, man. Like you don't you don't have restrictions at Oklahoma. And you're going to USC, you know, a team you have to rebuild a little bit. I don't know. That's just whew. But anyway, TCU throttles Oklahoma. Now, uh let's stay in the Big Twelve here. The theme of the episode. It feels. It feels like oh7 Kansas holds on to beat Iowa State. Listen, Kansas scores uh, because of a costly turnover in the beginning of the game. Um, Kansas ends up scoring a, a touchdown, and then they don't score for the rest of the game. I'm talking about. Almost three quarters. They don't even score. Iowa State tries to climb back, but that defense can't do anything. Kansas, getting it done. Kansas is undefeated and has won in different ways. They've won in a shootout. They've won in a knife fight. Kansas is finding ways to win differently. Listen, I think that, I mean, we're going to talk about the preview for next week, but Lance Leipold, if he just wins like three more games, he, he 100% coach of the year. 100% for the turnaround he has done right now. This is great. Good for the Jayhawks. Rock shock.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's just incredibly impressive uh, what Lance Leopold has been able to do. Uh, you said feels like 07. Not since uh, the days of Todd Reising and uh, Mark Mangino has this team been this good, right? 5 and 0. They've won more games already than they have over the past five years. It feels like, uh, but it's—I'm just so impressed with with the coaching job here. And you know, now that I get a big test, TCU comes to town. College game day is going to be there. Uh, fans are going to be in the stadium. It's going to be Lawrence is going to be a fun place to be next week. I have yep. a feeling, uh, and I just—I I can't wait for it. Uh, you know, I just. It makes me happy to see this this happen for Kansas. Uh, you know they they've been the the butt of so many jokes for so long, and now mm-hmm. you're looking at the uh, conference standings, and right there at the top, it's the Jayhawks.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's good for them. Um, With well, that quarterback, what's uh, is it? It's Daniels? Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels.
1: Yeah, it's really confusing because uh, sure. LSU is Jaden Daniels and. Right, uh, Jalen Daniels. Kansas is is Jalen, yeah. Jalen Jay Jay versus Jaden.
0: I always want to call him Danielson, but um, maybe it's because I'm watching Cobra Kai and Danielson. But, but <laughs> maybe right. anyway, but no, Kansas looks really good. Um, that's light pole man doing it. Wonders down in Lawrence. Very excited to kind of catch catch that game next week. Between them and TCU, I think TCU does win, but we'll talk about that later. Um, uh, A little bit of a rematch from the Big 12 championship last year. Oklahoma State travels to Baylor and avenges their loss. They're uh, about a a foot; they were a foot away from winning last year. Uh, Left no doubt on the field today. Oklahoma State looks like a complete team. Uh, Oklahoma state is known for offense is known for that air raid style of offense. And they're a little bit, they look a little bit more complete now. Okay. They look, they're, they're playing tough defense like they were last year that has carried over in this year. Uh, offense is, is good. I don't think it's great. Spencer Sanders is a solid quarterback, nothing too flashy, but, they control that game against Baylor. That's a really good win for Mike Gundy and the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, it's uh, fantastic, uh, especially on the road. I think that was the, the most surprising aspect of it Absolutely, to me. The fact that they went into Waco and were able to do that, uh, control the game from start to finish, uh, great, great win for the, for the Cowboys. And I, th- I think you have to look at the Pokes as possibly the uh, top contender in the Big 12 right now, although – you know, there's going to be a lot of parity thanks to TCU and Kansas coming out there. Kansas State looks to be a solid team. Uh, shaping up to be a very fun season in that conference.
0: Oh, absolutely. Listen, don't count out Oklahoma quite yet, by the way. Don't count them out and quite don't, yet. Don't count
1: out Texas either.
0: <laughs> don't count out, and listen, whoever wins the Red River um, is going to be kind of propelled to a contender and a possible favorite. But Oklahoma State. Kansas, Kansas state is, um, you know, th- there's a lot, again, that parody TCU, if TCU can keep this up, if that game wasn't a fluke, um, which I don't think it is, but it's, it's going to be, um, it's going to be a good one. You know, here's a, here's the last thing before I move on every time in that Oklahoma Baylor game, every time Baylor would like get closer Oklahoma State would just bam answer and just pull away pull away farther every time Baylor made uh, made made up ground Oklahoma State took it right away any type yeah. of little hope they just took it away and you know that is a sign of a good team where hey the opponents getting close to you and then bam you answer great great job by Oklahoma State very well coached uh, but like you said, Man, that horse race, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's yeah. gonna be fun. Um okay. Um it's, it's, Let's get let's rip the band-aid off. There we go. It's time. Talk yeah. to me. Talk to me about the Aggies.
1: Yeah, man, uh so just not a good game, uh, for the Aggies, but three hundred eighty eight yards of total offense, I think, was the most yards other than Sam Houston State that A and M has had this year. Uh, The problem was there was four turnovers for the Aggies. Uh, You look at the final score, 42-24. Mississippi State had a blocked kick return for a touchdown. Uh, And then they also had a pick six. So you take away those two scores and the blocked field goal goes in, it's it's 28-27, right? Like It's a pretty close game. There's a couple times. Uh, early in the game, Devon A-Chain had a fumble on the seven-yard line when A&M was driving. Uh, but four turnovers, you can't win games with four turnovers. Uh, you know, there's some things that defensively A&M didn't get pressure on Will Rogers. I said going into this one that they needed to blitz. It's a risky proposition against the air raid o- offense, but uh, – if you give Will Rogers time, he's going to sit back there and pick you apart. AM and rushed three for a lot of the game. Will Rogers had over 300 yards passing. So there was a few things. Max Johnson got hurt at the end. Haynes King ended up coming in. Uh, we'll see how serious that is going forward. Uh, this was, in my opinion, a winnable game for Texas A&M without the mistakes. Uh, but hats off to Mississippi State. Uh, they executed better and, you know, it, it's it's a tough loss, uh, but honestly, yeah, uh, have uh, a big test coming up. You can't dwell on it at all.
0: Yeah, and you brought up a really good point. I thought they were going to blitz them a lot more and at least force them to make the quick hitters, force them to throw slants, throw, force them to throw outs, throw any type of three-step concepts. Make him do that because if he goes five steps and you're in, and you give him time, like you said, he's gonna pick him apart. It's just way it's just way too much time and he's gonna hit those guys downfield. That's what I thought. I again play Ben Don't Break with them. Okay, pen play Ben Don't Break. And I just yeah, I just feel like I maybe they thought they were gonna get more pressure with just linemen. You know? Um but, but it's it's a three man front and you have know, all the You've yeah. gotta send someone. Well, it's a 3-4, right? Uh, so it's
1: a 3-3-5. Three, 3-3-5. Three, five. Three, three, five.
0: Yeah. You, you, you got you, you to gotta send something. You got to. You got to. You got to. Um, You have anything else to add before we move on? I, I don't want to. Actually, it may, wanna... it
1: may have even been like a dime package. It may have been three two six, uh, Or not a dime, uh, a penny, I guess is what we called it. But, uh, okay. yeah, I'm just, you know, the thing is, even with. Uh, the loss, there's a lot that was frustrating about that game. There's still some positives. I mean, Devon A. Chain is still an incredible, incredible running back who's capable of masking some issues up front. Uh, you have um, Musin Muhammad the third, uh, had a pretty, pretty good contest. He was the leading receiver for the Aggies. Obviously, it looks like he's going to be the one that steps into that role that Mm -hmm. uh, Anaya Smith uh, had for this team. So if he's able to keep that up through the season, uh, that's a good weapon to have added to the offense. So those are the positives. Uh, Mississippi State looks about like what I expected. They're a very, very good offense. Defensively, there's still some some holes there. Uh, But A&M has to keep moving. And looking forward to seeing uh, Mississippi State next week. Uh, Seeing if they can build off this against an Arkansas team that's Kind of coming off of a tough defeat on
0: the, of their own, yeah. Um, all right, we got Kentucky at Ole Miss. Um, this this is a game where it looked like Kentucky. This was a Kentucky like game, okay, and Ole Miss kind of rose the occasion on defense pressured will levis which is something you got to do again we go from again i i i take will rogers over will levis any day of the week um and you know will rogers was not pressured through all over the yard you know will levis was pressured and he's and again a lot of people are taking would take will levis over will rogers Ole Miss pressured Will Levis, and he didn't have a very good game, fumbled twice. Um, Rough day for that offense of Kentucky. But this this was a Kentucky-style football game, and Ole Miss got down and dirty in the lane train and the Rebels uh, get a a win. And the crowd responded, the fans responded, with um, Lane Kiffin kind of calling out the student body for not showing up. They showed up for that game. They – they left the Grove and went into the stadium.
1: Now, some of them had to leave early after there was a uh, little fraternity brawl there in the stands. I don't know if you saw that, but uh seems to be a common occurrence at Old Miss for whatever reason. Uh, not one person in that, that video could fight, but they certainly tried. Uh, well, sorry, you know, I had to. It,
0: you don't usually have to fight too much when when – when uh, daddy can bail you out of prison and he can sue you. <laughs> you know, because that's what said, that was, looked like.
1: It's funny, it's funny that they use real tree, considering they don't even need that on those high fences that they hunt. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, you looked at this game, and I thought it was going to be a rock fight going in. That's pretty much yeah. what it turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to my under hitting. I appreciate that. Got a little bit scary there at the end. But, uh, like you said, those two fumbles for, for Will Levis, both of them came – as Kentucky was was getting into scoring range, uh, they had some issues with the kicker, and so Kentucky was wanting to go for it on fourth downs when maybe they wouldn't normally, uh, just because of the issues in the kicking game. But yeah, it was a great win for Ole Miss. They did what that needed to be done, and you know now they're five and zero, and quietly, you know, Bama has looked beatable at points this year. Uh, we'll see what the injury status is too, but. Ole Miss has a real shot at the SEC West. Let's be honest here.
0: Yeah, Ole Miss quietly, quietly five and zero, oh, quietly five and zero. Oh. Um, let's let's go to Bama right now. Um, isn't it isn't it crazy though? Alabama, Arkansas has a monster third quarter. Like everything was going their way, um, and then. Alabama in the second quarter they had to they trotted out another uh was it, uh milroy and or milroe uh, milroe sorry Milrow. milroe second string quarterback and man he's got some wheels um didn't look as great through the air as Bryce young but again bryce young is you know, a trophy winner, so <laughs> one of the best players if not the best player in the country, but uh Alabama just trots out another guy that's gonna do just as good and here's the other thing. Arkansas, that mo- after that monster third quarter, um, Alabama then said, oh, okay, this game's on again, and then just, boop, turned right back on, and I believe they covered as well. So it's, it's just, just Alabama being Alabama, Alabama being Alabama. Yep. And, like, they can make mistakes, and Nick Saban will, will go and rip someone's head off and yell and scream, and then – you know we have to tighten up and we have to play better and blah, blah 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 and and yeah they they can tighten up, they should tighten up, but even with the mistakes, they're still dominating teams still Arkansas played the most perfect the most perfect brand of football in that third quarter. Alabama played the worst brand of of football in the third quarter, like just awful, and Alabama still covers the spread, like they threw literally throughout an entire quarter and said, here. Take points to Arkansas, and they still covered the spread. Amazing.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they're able to kind of keep that up. But yeah, I was uh, thoroughly impressed with the response. It's the response to adversity. Yes. Uh, by Alabama in the fourth quarter, uh, you lose your quarterback. Arkansas coming on strong, and yet they're still able to to really take the game back over and say, "All right." That's enough of that. And then uh, next week, they get A&M. So I think they're going to be fired up for that one, and we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but, uh, oh, yeah, impressed impressed by Alabama.
0: Yeah. Let's let's uh, stay in the SEC right now, and uh, let's go to the SEC late game here. Georgia goes to Mizzou and survives. Um, I'm going to be honest, Jay. I don't know if – I mean, I knew you were in Austin at this time. I was watching Georgia struggle with Missouri, and I sat there and I said, no, everyone's freaking out. I'm not. I'm not freaking out. Georgia's going to win this game. Foregone conclusion. Georgia's winning. I should have took money and I should have betted on Georgia because I just knew. I knew, I knew, I knew. There's no way Missouri's winning this football game. I don't care how much they're up by. I think they were up by 18 at one point. I'm like, Georgia's just going to come back and win this. And they did. They scored with, like, four minutes to go because, again, <laughs> that's – again, Georgia and Alabama could – just, just giving away points, giving away quarters, and then just turn it on when when it matters the most.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't ever doubt that Georgia was going to come back in that game, but it's still not a good look for that team to to play against the Mizzou team that close, uh, yeah, one that just lost to a bad Abern squad and one who got blown out by Kansas State. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Mizzou as the season goes on, but. I think Georgia will be okay. They're going to address some issues in practice. Uh, And let's not forget, this is your reigning national champion, so they know how to come back from a performance like this.
0: What I really liked is that I feel like if you're playing again, and, you know, listen, I'm not a big fan of Eli Drinkwitz. I'm not. Um, But I think a lot of times when you play a team that you know is better than you, you try and shorten the game, you know? I think you try and get a little conservative early. You don't. You try and shorten the game and hope that you keep it close in the beginning, Um, and just you know keep it close, keep it close, keep it close, and then maybe you have a shot at the end. Missouri's approach in this game, I believe, they took some shots. They took some shots downfield. They took they took shots with some one on one coverage. Got a couple penalties that, that went their way, and they were again. I think Georgia. I think that was one of the first times this season where they had a Georgia had a team that went after them, and that said, you know, and here's 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 the crazy part about this, Jay. If some of the things didn't go Missouri's way early, they risk of getting blown out, like yeah. blown out early and blown out really bad. And again, hats off to Eli Drinkowitz to saying, you know what, we are either going to play with this team. Or we're going to get blown out. But I think you also have to say to yourself, but if we stay conservative and we stay to, if we try and shorten the game and we play like not to get blown out, we're going, it's again, it's the self, it's not a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like the opposite of it. But it's, if you try to, this is a word salad and I'm sorry for everyone listening, but if you try and play conservative to try and shorten that game, you're going to get blown out. So Eli Drinkwitz kind of knows those this, and he, again, he takes some shots, and hey, it it worked out for him, and they almost pulled it off. So hats off to him, gutsy gutsy coaching right there by Drinkwitz. Hats off to him, for sure. Rug, freaking rug rat from uh, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to the ACC.
1: Wake Forest, Florida State. Uh, Hats off to Wake Forest for bouncing back from a tough defeat against mm-hmm. Clemson. I was kind of worried about there being a little bit of a hangover, but there wasn't. Uh, Wake Forest went out there and executed. Uh, you know, Florida State hung in there. It wasn't a a bad game for Florida State, but it looked like Wake Forest controlled this game the whole time. And uh, obviously, Sam Hartman is is an extremely talented talented quarterback. Uh, we'll see what happens with Clemson, but you know, if Clemson does slip up a couple times later down in the season. Uh, I would expect Wake Forest to be right there, waiting for their chance mm-hmm. to kind of vault into the uh, the top spot in that division.
0: Yeah, I really like I really liked Wake Forest's defense. I thought Wake Forest's defense played pretty well. Um, again, Florida State, listen, man, if you're Florida State, you, you got to take this one on the chin. You're doing a lot better um, than last year. You're building something. There is some promise. There's some upward trends. Uh, Wake Forest, a little bit more experience than you. Um, Again, really surprised with that Wake Forest defense. I thought they looked good. Sam Hartman looks great. For a guy who almost had to retire from football, Sam Hartman looks really good. I'm really happy for that guy. Um, <laughs> I have to talk about it, Jay. I have to.
1: You're your favorite coach <laughs> in the
0: world. What's the excuse now, Pat Narduzzi? What is it? Is it? It Was it the refs? Was it James Franklin? Was it another coach? What was the excuse, Pat? What was it? Because you just got beat by Georgia Tech. Literally the worst team in the ACC. The worst team in the ACC. And you lost. You lost to them. Screw you, Pat Narduzzi. And everything, (laughs) this win – sorry, this win by Virginia – or Georgia Tech, it it couldn't have happened against a better team and a better fan base. I absolutely love it. You – Pat Narduzzi and the Pitt Panthers and the Pitt community, you deserve everything that is being thrown your way right now. Um, So I just wanted to say – I I watched that game smiling from ear to ear. We're the AC. Hey, but Jay, they're the ACC champs from last year. Just remember that they're the ACC champs. They're the ACC champs. Um, not anymore. Uh, it has str- the clock has stricken midnight. It's over. The party's over. Pat Narduzzi, I'll see you in hell. Okay. Uh, the primetime game: Clemson, NC State. Um, NC State last year ended the Clemson party. Now Clemson gets the Wolf Pack in Death Valley. Jay, I said it last week. I said I wanted NC State to win, but Clemson just has too much talent. And that defense is ferocious. That defense is very good. Yeah, it was, it
1: was an impressive performance by this defense. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they struggled a little bit against uh, wake forest but they really stepped up this game uh took care of business and and they were the reason why this team uh why uh clemson won this game uh we'll see if they're able to keep that up going forward obviously you know there's two very different performances back to back but also two very different offenses in nc state and wake forest uh you know we'll see they've the next boston college is not a good team this year uh they just aren't <laughs> Uh, Florida State will be a test, and then Syracuse, and you know, going on the road and playing at Notre Dame. I mean, I, I realize Notre Dame didn't have the start to the year that they wanted, but things seem to be looking up for the Irish, and that could be another test.
0: Still, uh, for Notre Clemson Dame. as well. So it's still well, we'll, we'll see Notre what Dame happens. That, no, I mean, listen, and, and oh, Clemson, Clemson's defense made NC State earn everything. They made them earn. Absolutely everything, um, and Clemson again. NC State's defense is no slouch. That is not a bad defense. It's not elite. It, it, it's it's a solid, good defense. And Clemson um, again wasn't pretty, but Clemson put up enough points. And with that defense, you're not going to have to put up a whole lot. But no, it's again. I'm sad that Florida again. I'm going. I'm going to be in Raleigh um, this week to. CNC state, Florida state. Very excited about that. Um, was really hoping both these teams would have won so that there's a little bit extra juice in it, but I still think the people of Raleigh and the Wolfpack are still going to bring it very excited to be going. So uh, at, make sure everyone follows uh, at get back coach on Instagram and also on Twitter at GB coach. Am um, I also my personal Twitter at, cfb jake um i'll be posting all sorts of stuff uh all right let's preview the upcoming week here gotta start at the red river um jay do you know the line for the red river
1: i do not
0: red river shootout it is minus seven
1: texas
0: texas is favored by a touchdown in the red river shootout oh man it doesn't it doesn't
1: really surprise me but here's the thing this is one of those games that you have to you have to throw out the the stats and the wins losses this game sometimes it is a blowout but this game tends to be close for no reason uh a lot so we'll we'll see what happens it's going to be a still a good environment even though neither team is ranked this year going into the red river shootout Uh, still should be a fun contest up there in the cotton bowl. This is one of the few neutral site games that I do approve of.
0: Yes. We, we both approve of this neutral site game at the Texas state fair. Um, one thing you do got to do, you got to take the over. Absolutely. Over over 65. You got to take it. Hammer that. Got to take it. Actually, I'm going to take it right now. I'm taking it right now. Over 65. Lock it in. Okay. Um, Let's look at Arkansas at Mississippi State. Mississippi State is an eight-point favorite over Arkansas. Ooh, that seems like a lot. Um, but actually, no, it doesn't. I guess not because Arkansas transitive kind property. of – Transitive property. Yeah, transitive property. So, don't listen to that. Transitive, no, property, transitive doesn't property doesn't really exist doesn't in college work. It doesn't It doesn't – I don't know. I'm staying away from this game. I'm not going to bet on this game. Um, yeah, I
1: wouldn't bet on this game. Uh, Arkansas, you know what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to run the ball. Uh, Mississippi State, going to try to throw the ball. It's a fun stylistic clash. I just I don't have strong feelings either way for this one. Uh, I lean Mississippi State, uh, but eight is a lot of points. So This
0: game screams chaos to me. It does. It does. It screams chaos. These are two teams I think live off chaos.
1: Speaking so. of living off chaos, Purdue at Maryland. Purdue. Uh,
0: Purdue might Very be the best. Very chaotic matchup. Yeah, Purdue might be the best. What Dave? They have three wins now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two yeah, losses. Best two loss team. Best two loss team in the country. Purdue um, should should only have one loss. Their only loss should be the Penn State. Um, but yeah, Purdue is a three point underdog going to Maryland. Um, I, uh, if I wasn't going to Raleigh, I'd probably go to this game. To be honest with you. If I wasn't going to Raleigh, uh, my brother is going. Uh, He is a big, he is a big uh, Purdue, Penn State grad, Purdue fan. Um, So he is going to to cheer on his Boilermakers, dude. I think we're gonna find out if Maryland's good, if if Maryland's good or not.
1: I think so too. Uh, I think this
0: is the game we find out if Maryland is 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 good. Um, I I I think Purdue.
1: I mean, big win for Purdue last week against Minnesota. So, Mm
0: -hmm. I think Purdue has – I think we know Purdue is good. I think we know Purdue – you're going to have to bring your A game. Purdue is no – isn't a slouch team. But Maryland, I don't know for sure yet. You know, they hung with Michigan. They they beat up Michigan State, who's been kind of beaten down already. Uh, we're going to find out. If, if Maryland wins this game, uh, Maryland definitely uh, has the respect in the Big Ten. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that game, though. Yeah. Not sure. Not sure. Not sure how I feel about the line.
1: Yeah. Should we go to our uh, game day matchup?
0: Game day, game baby. TCU at Kansas in Lawrence. In Lawrence, Uh, I'm trying to find that line right now. Initially, and
1: this is the first time that game day has gone to Lawrence, right?
0: Yes, first time they are going to Lawrence. Ooh, so TCU. He was a seven point favorite.
1: If you had told me going into this that that these two teams would both be undefeated at this stage in the season, I would have All never amazing. believed it. <laughs> this yep. is another one where I, I don't know how I feel. I, I don't have a strong feeling for this one. I'm probably taking Kansas plus seven just because it's a home game and those fans are finally showing up. Uh, but, I mean, what TCU did to Oklahoma last week was incredible. I think you take the over for sure. But we'll see what happens.
0: I don't know if I take the over. I don't know how, if I take the How many go. points is it? Sixty-seven and a half.
1: No, I've taken that. It's going over You're 70. you taking it?
0: Yeah. You think so? I think so. I don't know. Kansas' defense. Like, I mean, again, Iowa State's defense isn't good, but I don't know. You might have convinced me to take that over. But uh, I think I like TCU to cover here. I think Kansas – i'm not saying kansas is bad i'm not saying that i'm saying i think kansas is when you're kansas and every win is emotional i think eventually you're going to come back to earth i think this is the comeback to earth game
1: i don't know i feel like Lance pulled such a good coach that maybe there's not going to be a comeback to earth game Uh, at least not from an emotional standpoint but we'll see uh Going from this game, we got a, a big time Pac-12 South matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe the two best teams in that division, other than other than USC, uh, Utah certainly. But going on the road to UCLA after UCLA had a big big win against Washington, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about that game at length. Uh, DTR is a lot of fun to watch, but uh, Utah is a tough tough squad to beat we'll see what happens here uh personally i'm leaning utah getting the win i just think they're a more complete team than ucla but uh if ucla is able to build off the momentum they have from the win against washington uh it could be interesting
0: yeah man i'm leaning utah i'm not gonna bet on this game i'm staying away from it i am leaning utah though I think UCLA is a very good football team. I think Utah, over the past couple weeks, have have kind of fine-tuned some things that we did not see against Florida. Although, I will say, DTR against Utah's uh, defense is very intriguing to me because I don't trust Utah's defense, and UCLA, we've seen what they can do on offense. So, I think that's going to be your big matchup. Can Utah slow down UCLA? Um, next the Mormons BYU are traveling to Notre Dame. Uh,
1: so this one, this one's in Las Vegas. Uh, this one's at Allegiant stadium.
0: Oh, what the hell? Are you kidding me?
1: (laughs) No, I'm not. This is Uh, Well, I hate this. BYU fans are saying it's because Notre Dame's scared to play BYU in Provo. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but well, you know,
0: the, that means the Irish Catholics. I mean, the Irish Catholics would have to go to a dry town. You know, I mean, it is I know, it is funny. I know.
1: It is funny They're that the Mormons bad. and the and the Catholics are playing in Vegas of all places. But I
0: know, of all uh, places. I do
1: get a kick out of that. Uh, the uniforms that they announced, the uniform announcement for BYU was pretty cool, though. They had a uh, Bruce Buffer and and uh, Force Griffin and. Some magician do, like, the, the uniform reveal for, for BYU's jerseys this weekend. They're wearing black.
0: Wait, wait. Bruce, it was Bruce Buffer.
1: Yeah, former UFC light heavyweight. Forrest, uh, Griffin. Forrest Griffin.
0: Bruce Buffer, Forrest Griffin. Man, was it, it was Notre Dame's? Notre Dame's? No, no, uh, no, this is
1: BYU's jerseys.
0: these jerseys. Who, who was the magician? Was it like Copper? I don't know.
1: He won America's Got Talent. That's all I gathered from it. Oh,
0: that guy. Oh, he's not. Yeah, he's not a magician. He's a... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Jake's a
1: connoisseur of magicians. Hey,
0: listen, David Blaine. Okay, did that guy go into a uh, swim underwater for like a whole week? No. David. Or sorry, David Blaine did it. Um, sorry. That was I had you as more
1: of a Chris Angel guy.
0: <laughs> mind freak, mind freak. Okay. Um. Uh, before this gets too off the rails. Um. But yeah. BYU Notre Dame. Uh. Notre Dame three and a half point favorites. I don't know. flip a coin. I have no idea. I, like I have Notre literally. Dame. You like Notre Dame? Yeah. I have no. We'll idea see though this game's No we'll idea. See. Don't bet on this. Do not bet on and... this game.
1: We can skip the next game and go we to no, oh, uh, no, Texas, A&M Texas A&M at Alabama. Texas a at Alabama. I uh, I think Alabama covers. I just don't see how A&M is able to hang with Alabama, especially a pissed off Alabama, and they are going to be very mad uh, because of everything that happened in the offseason and because A&M handed them a loss last season. Uh, you can bet that Alabama won't be taking this same and team lightly this year. That's for certain. Uh, so we we will see, but I, I just think Alabama is going to cover that 24-point spread.
0: I think the Aggies have a different mindset right now than what they did in the beginning of the year. I think right now they're a little bit beaten, And I think that they are – I don't think – I don't want to say motivation, but I don't think they're going to be – they're not going to be as up for this game as – because in the beginning of the year, like man, Texas A and is going to be coming for blood and blah blah blah. Well, now nah, they got losses under their belts. Alabama is ticked off; they want to avenge that loss and leave no doubt on the field. I do not like the Aggies. Do not like the Aggies. Um, and then the game I'm going to be at: NC State is hosting Florida State here. Um, North NC State only a three and a half point favorite. Ooh, I thought they'd be more. That's intriguing to me.
1: I think it's a good matchup, though. I mean, NC State really hasn't blown anybody out this year. True. That's the thing. I mean, they've played in close games. The, mm-hmm. the ECU game, uh, you know, it, it's just been kind of a slog for the Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I'm jealous that, you know, you're going to be there. I, I bet Raleigh's going to be a blast. Dude, so uh, for it. Yeah. So have fun down there ahead. and uh hopefully, you know, I, I don't know who you're rooting for, but if I were you, I would always root for the home win. I have oh, the NC State.
0: I'll be, be listen man, I'll be I'll be wearing red. I, I didn't get on um home field uh home field if you're listening, sponsor, sponsor, sponsor. Um I didn't get a home I I didn't get a home field uh N C State uh shirt in time. Um but I got I do have a merch guy. I do have a merch guy who he made hoods with, and it looks like uh, Tuffy. Looks like the you know like the big logos on the helmets. Yeah, it looks like slobber that. and looks, wolf. It's Slob, it's the slobber and wolf, but it looks like a Disney character, kind of like Brer Wolf or whatever from like Splash Mountain. That's what it kind of <laughs> looks. looks like I it's really cool. Um, it's a hood, so hopefully there's a little bit of a chill in the air, so I get you know so I'm comfortable wearing that but I'll definitely be wearing red 100% I'm definitely gotcha. room for State while I'm down there um, other games to note um, ECU at Tulane if you want to watch a great group of five matchup watch East Carolina at Tulane um, both both teams look good so far um, I I do like um, I do like ECU style. Um, But I'll be rooting for that that green wave, seeing if they can get another win uh, to their resume there. Um, Oh, before we leave, before we leave, uh, I did want to mention one thing that I forgot. Marilyn, wear those uniforms again. Like, you should wear those uniforms more. Enough with the black with that ugly flag on it. Okay, wear the red tops, wear the red helmets with Terps going. You know, heck, put the white helmets with Terps going, and it could be that yellowish, that uh, you know, that ugly yellow that's in your flag. Put that as the color of the Terps going across. Uh, I don't know why you continue with those cartoon character, spacemen, alien-looking things. Those all blacks, get rid of them. That those red jerseys look so good those red uniforms so please do that they look so good
1: another great group of five matchup this weekend uh western kentucky at uh utsa it's a rematch from last year's conference usa championship mm. should be a fun one uh utsa is coming off a big win against uh, middle tennessee mm-hmm. uh western kentucky gonna look to avenge that loss from last year uh, these are two teams that could very well end up at the uh, top of the conference USA standings at the end of the year. Uh, so this, this will be a good one to uh, tune into
0: over under 70 and a half Ooh.
1: over.
0: Ooh, I think I want see Hey, You and I have been taking lots of unders this year. Yeah. I think this week, I think this week we're hopping down the overs. I think we have to, you have to. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. You have to, um, Ooh, that's interesting. Interesting line here, Jay, before we wrap up. Miami's a four point favorite over North Carolina. Does that seem strange I don't, to you I don't do you? have I
1: don't have a feeling for that one. Because I I don't trust either of those teams.
0: No, and North Carolina's defense is really bad. Are are they thinking that Miami Uh I guess not. I guess that's that's normal. I don't know. I just remember Miami kinda getting manhandled by A and M. But again, A and M has that defense and everything. And the you're well, the not going to find is, that against North Carolina.
1: The, yeah, and the problem is that Miami's defense also struggles in the secondary,
0: right? And right. North Carolina is going to want to throw the ball. Right. No. Very. We'll much see. So. Um, oh, one. I know. I keep saying one last thing. One last thing. Uh, whatever. What happened? What happened to Brennan Armstrong, man? Virginia looks bad. Yeah, I don't know. Although, do hey, know. hats off to Elko, baby. Hey, Duke Blue Devils are four and one. Hey,
1: Mike Elko,
0: we are, and we are a Mike Elko. We are a Mike Elko podcast. Um, but Brennan Armstrong looks bad. Virginia looks not good. No, um, that Cole, AC, the ACC coastal, is they might be the worst conference in. Or, sorry, they might be the worst, worst division, division in Power stuff. 5. Yeah. And, like, I'm sick and tired of people ripping on the Big Ten West. Like, I know it, it. it's the lesser of the two divisions in the Big Ten. I get that. But you cannot rip the Big Ten West and just let the ACC Coastal slide. Because the ACC Coastal is garbage. It is not good. No, it's, it's not. Bad. Um. Lastly, Jay. Okay, this is, the, this is the actual last thing. Um, any surpri- what, who are, who's your surprise team, good or bad?
1: Uh, and, uh, so the two teams that I'm off the top of my head are playing each other this weekend in Lawrence. Uh, Kansas and TCU both uh, were good surprises for me. Uh, as far as a bad surprise, I just... the The team that I talked about having, I think, a better year this year... And then completely making me look like an idiot, uh, Colorado State.
0: Yeah, that's kind of because you know they got other Norvell. They got another
1: another one though. Uh, if we're going for a, a, a group or a Power Five school, Boston College. I yeah. expected Boston College to be kind of a mm-hmm. a sneaky contender in the ACC, mm-hmm. uh, yep. and they have been
0: not good at yeah, all. No, same. Um, so big I'm one against Louisville,
1: gonna, though, so they're not dead yet.
0: Not dead, not dead, and Louisville's been okay. Um, Louisville was actually going to be my surprise team until he lost to Boston College. Um, my surprise team for the positive, how about Washington? I, I really thought Washington was going to really go through some um, growing pains this year. And, yeah, they did lose to UCLA, and, and they got pretty much control that entire game, but they look a lot better than I than I thought they were going to be. Um, same thing with Tulane. Tulane looks really good. Um, uh, oh, I guess. Hey, how about a how about another good
1: surprise team? My Rice Owls. Yeah. Big wins over Louisiana Lafayette and uh, UAB.
0: Absolutely. Listen, we got to get if the if the Rice Owls go bowling, Jay. We may have to make an appearance if the Rice Owls go bowling. Absolutely. We might have. We might have to make a trip. I don't, know wh- I don't know where, but we're going to have to make a trip. Um, <laughs> so I said Washington for the good. Um, Tulane, good surprise there. Obviously Kansas, like you said, TCU. Um, I'm going to have another one. Even though they just lost to Kansas, Iowa State is doing a lot better than I thought they were going to be. I thought they, they were They lost be a bad. lot. They did. And, like, dude, that's the thing with Matt Campbell, man. Like, Matt Campbell, does, he does more with less, but then he does less with more it's like his teams are the same no matter what. And I guess if you want stability, that's great. Um, And I think for Iowa state, that's good, but I don't know. I just, he just last year, just, he just really blew a golden opportunity with some of those guys coming back. Um, Another team that I'm really disappointed in, and it's mostly because of Rocky Lombardi going down Northern Illinois, Northern Illinois is one and four. I had a, I had a bit, I was really pounding the table and, and, really pounding the table for them to get over seven and a half wins this year. And that does not look like it's going to happen. Um, another another future that is down the drain with me. Um, again, lost Rocky Lombardi. They just don't look the same. Um, they blew in 21-point uh, lead against Ball State. And so not good. Um, and then also Michigan State. Uh, I thought they would have a little bit of a dip. I thought eight wins, nine wins for Michigan State. Um, Did not expect it to be this bad. Um, They're at the point now where they're going to have to fight to get to be bowl eligible. Yeah. Um, So we will have to see. Jay, do you have anything to leave our wonderful fans with?
1: Stay safe. In these times. You know, don't don't be a fan of teams like uh, like Colorado State, like I was. Don't don't make false, false assumptions. You know, don't don't get your hopes up too high. Just just stay safe.
0: Very wise words, Jay. Very wise words. Um, <laughs> follow follow me. Uh, are you going anywhere this week?
1: Uh I think this week's going to be a week off next week's uh West Virginia. So yeah. I kind of need to recover my my wallet after I had barbecue 5 days in a row.
0: Yeah, you're going you're going to be smelling The like pictures brisket. were good though, huh? Chris pictures is really good. You 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 probably smelled like brisket and beer Sunday morning. I did. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> um well, again, follow me. I'll be I'll be taking uh you know, on my Instagram story and my uh, Twitter, I'll be posting pictures uh, from our trip to Raleigh. Um, very happy to be down there. Anyone who is in Raleigh, uh, follow the account, and we'll be posting up. Um, but yeah, uh, ha- everyone have have a great week, and remember, it feels like '07. Let's stay let's safe. have it. Stay safe. Let's have a great week. <laughs>